Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again, episode 32. Today's date is Sunday, June 7th, and the year is 2020. What a bullshit year it's been. Yes, it has, my friend. Location, we are in downtown Santa Ana. We are back at the lab, a.k.a. the bunker, giving you another great podcast. The last time this person was on the podcast, my guest today was March 21st, almost three months ago. And he is back again. We have different events that have occurred. And so I wanted to get him back on to talk about what's been going on. Let me turn this music down real quick. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm here, it's like the freaking apocalypse is coming, dude. I'm like the Grim Reaper with news. (laughs) What's going on, folks? I appreciate everyone, all my listeners from around the world. I want to give a shout out to recently, who was it, France, that are listening in now? You got some friends from France? I got a homie in Italy, uh, Michelangelo Guarisi. He's a CEO of some kind of startup. He was my buddy back in Barcelona, Spain. Um, I notified him about your stuff because 
um, the last show we did, obviously it was COVID heavy and Italy got slammed. So I'm like, bro, check this out. And I played it for him and, and he was like, yeah, man, he's just like, stay safe out there, do your thing. And I hit him up recently. I'm like, yeah, dude, all your stuff that's seen that, that's going down here in the States in terms mm -hmm. of his civil unrest, mm -hmm. it's real. And it's in small towns. It's in middle America. It's in the panhandle. It's in freaking West Coast. It's in North Dakota. Like this is this is unprecedented in some respects. Akbar Sharif is in the house again, folks. What's going on, brother? Welcome to the show, man. So tell the people what's going on, man. What have you been up to since since uh, you were last on the podcast of COVID and everything? I mean, you know, like I'm sure a lot of other people, um, you know, kind of burying out from the snow and, uh, you know, figuratively speaking, obviously. But like, um, you know, laying low, saving money, uh, remaining grateful for my job. I know lots of people who don't have jobs right now. Um, it's just the nature of the state of being as as we have it as of late. And um, I feel like things are slowly starting to improve, man, and we can get into it. You know, my understanding is that in California, we got the five phases of recovery in terms of getting out of COVID, you know, phases one through five. And we're past phase one. We're, fa we're past phase 2A. We're currently in phase 2B. And by this upcoming Friday... We should be in phase three, which for all intents and purposes, opens up gyms again, opens up bars, salons. We've already had like some retail manufacturers, car washers, pet groomers opening. So churches on Friday, synagogues, mosques, they're all going to be open subject to some social distancing. I'm imagining it's going to be with the seating and that sort of thing. So that'll be part of it. And, um, you know, other than the following counties, I mean, San Francisco, Imperial County, L.A. County, which has half of the state's infections, I don't know if you know that, Marin, San Mateo, and Santa Clara, every other county in California should, you know, barring any type of setback before then, you know, proceed to phase three as of Friday. So I think we're progressing. We still got 41, what is it, 41 million people unemployed, but Friday's unemployment report said that we're at 13%, which is an improvement. What is that? Come up to numbers. I heard it. We're in the 40 million of 40 41 million as of like friday i believe but the jobs report said that unemployment claims are at 13 percent, which is a slight improvement is it is it still awful yes but it's not as grim as it was and before how about 2008 did we do we have numbers on that how many <sighs> Offed, i don't i don't know but i got laid off in 2008 like for as as a point of context I know after the 2008 recession, for example, Spain was at 25% unemployment, and that was catastrophic for them. What are they at right now? You know, like they're they're suffering, but I don't know if it's at those levels. But in terms of us here, we're we've dropped. So 13% is an improvement, although obviously there's a lot of room to grow. And I mean, 1.8 million confirmed cases of it as of this past Wednesday. As of Friday, we had 109,000 deaths. So. We haven't seen a spike, but with the protests as of late, um, you know, social distancing is kind of going out the window in that respect. Plus, other some jurisdictions like Georgia and Florida, they opened up. Um, Brian Kemp and Governor DeSantis, they, they kind of opened up their, their, their states, if you will. They bucked the trend, and they're kind of the case study of how this is going to go. As of Friday, Florida had 1,495 new cases of COVID and 53 deaths. So that's not that's not a good thing. But, you know, it begs the question, which school of thought are you on? Some people are in this whole hunker down and ride this out to just effectively 
distance people for whatever period of time. The other school of thought is this herd immunity concept, which, as I understand it, means if 60 to 70% of the population gets it, in essence recovers, cycles through it, they now, theoretically at least, are part of the grouping of people that can't continue to pass it on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But you can't ever get there if people are not getting exposed and getting it. Obviously, I'm not advocating for people mm -hmm. getting COVID, but there's two schools, of Scott, two schools of thought. Do we go towards herd immunity or do we just do this hunker down thing? The answer is I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I have an old lady on my route that I was talking to recently in front of her complex and she comes out, she's an older woman, and she's out in her nightgown, and she's about in her mid-70s, and she came out, and, I, and as soon as I see people, I put my mask on, because my hands are filthy, who knows if I've had it or not, sure, I, I rarely, sure. I, you know, they say you can get sick and not feel anything, and there's days where I, I thought I might have had it, you know, I got doctor's offices that do check my temperature when I walk in and stuff like that, and and it is comforting to see, well, maybe I, I told him, I go, do I know if I'm, if I have a fever, can I have a fever and not know it and walk in? Cause if, if I have a fever, I'm staying home. I'm not, if I, that means I don't feel good. So I don't understand why people would be walking around with over hundred degree temperatures because that's one of the signs, right? Yeah. So anyways, going back to this old lady, she told me that she goes, don't worry about it. You know, wearing your mask around me or whatever, because. I have the antibodies or something where she can't get it. She goes, my doctor says I can't get it because I'm, I'm missing a, a chromosome. It was something crazy. Okay. But it was something like antibody. She said I had the, I have the antibodies to where I can't get it. But I'm like, well, it's the, <laughs> it's the flu. Wait, can she – she may not be able to get it, but can she still pass it on to somebody else if it's like – I don't know how the science of it works. Yeah. Like your body may not be ravaged by it, but are you, are you still able to essentially host it and pass it on? Yes, you know that's it's so vague, man. It's so. Did you hear Ebola is making a slight comeback in Congo? What? Yeah, it's in the Congo. <laughs> oh shit. Ebola. Yeah, <laughs> the Black Plague. I heard the Black Plague was supposed to pop up in the L.A. Uh, area. Really? The during what, where's that street called? The uh, where they Hill all Street? Live? No, it's not Hill Street. It's uh, what's that street? They they all live down. Skid Row. Skid Row. Yeah. yeah. My oh, shout out to my boy O.G. Bill, who was on the podcast with us, uh, recently. Uh, Mr. Johnny Williams, he was on the show. I saw that he one. Did, he was he, good. He did, a fun, he did a fundraiser, right? He raised so much money, and then he went to Costco, and he filled his whole apartment with, 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 with all the essentials. And he's down there right now as we speak at Skid Row handing out all these essentials. I'll show you his post, dude. His whole apartment. I mean, I don't. I, I'm so happy that I had someone like that on my podcast. That's just that's just positive. And yeah. And, and he's doing that. He's out there. I'm sure I'm gonna. I'll show you video when we're done. He's out there. So shout out to Johnny Williams, man. Uh, I'm proud of you, man. That, that's that's great. That that you're giving back and helping out the the community. But going going back to the Black Plague, I heard it was supposed to pop off this summer down there in uh, Skid Row. Dude. An article yeah. I was reading. Did that originate from rats? Because you're asking the wrong I mean, person, my friend. I, I don't know how that all went down, but like, well, COVID is as you know, at least as we're being told, is from a from a bat. But um, anyhow, 
they're saying that with the closure of so many restaurants nationwide and obviously international rats are eating each other dude and there's there's like a super rat that's mm-hmm. becoming a thing and you know where they're at they're everywhere but mm-hmm. there's like a group of them that they're saying mm-hmm. the 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 freaking subway systems in in major cities like new york mm-hmm. they're they're calling it a, a predator rat and the thing is supposed to be jacked and it, it's freaking social darwinism man mm-hmm. there's no food to eat so they're eating the weaker rats mm-hmm. and everything and now you got this, this these this grouping of like beast rats so well, i want to see i want to see how that head. dude I, I dude i don't like rats to begin with i, I, like I lived in freaking jamaica plain boston back in the day when you know when i was going to school and dude this was right off the e-line so it was kind of in a grimy part of town mm-hmm. It's it's not a good feeling when you have what you perceive to be a clean house, but then you see a freaking rat, man, a rat like go from underneath the dryer. And my roommate at the time, he was from Michigan. I'm like, he goes, you, we, I did not just see that. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's foul. Like there's there's levels of disgust, and I I had to leave there, bro. That was how that about was... possums? Have you seen possums? Possums are yeah, they're kind of ugly. We got possums looking. where I live, dude. And they, they just go in a trash can though. They don't yeah, mess. Yeah, but with they're you. just big and ugly. They look they look like jacked rats to me, dude. Yeah. They, that's what I they remind me of, of rats. They probably got diseases. You know, like uh, they, you know, I, I, I can't stand possums, and I see them on the road all the time because I'm yeah. always on the road. Yeah. And sometimes you see some big ones, dude. Like, I thought it was a dog. Dude, it, at the same pad with the rats that mm-hmm. I used to see back, like I said, where I lived out there, we used to— the, Do possums be, eat rats? I don't know, but they're nasty, and they got funky-looking eyes <laughs> and teeth, man. I know what you're talking about. Behind the dumpster at that place, um, they had this, like, one street light that would light up this one big-ass dumpster. And all of us in the back of our apartments had, like, basically spots to go barbecue, sit on the patios type thing. You know, stacked multi-floors. And what we would do when we'd be bored, you'd, if you had, like, leftover old meat, you would leave it by the dumpster underneath the lights, by the, you know, the, the, the street lights, and come back up. And you'd see these rats scurry out. And they would fight each other. And then we'd throw ice cubes and stuff. We called it the Coliseum. That was the Coliseum back then, <laughs> me and my neighbors. So we would be like, yeah, man, I see that one. He's got it. But it was a whole different – I hope – you know, I think it will work itself out, man, because food's coming back. There's going to be more accessibility. But it's just funny how there's been like this breeding of a new animal in this short period of time that businesses have been closed. Yeah, talking about shortage of food, I delivered to Albertsons on my route. And so I'm walking down – I had to deliver to the receiving area where the trucks pull up and they're unloading all the pallets of water and food and all that. And so I walk in when, when all this COVID shit went down and they'd have one big, huge wall. The wall is literally 30 <laughs> feet high, concrete slab wall and pallets would be stacked of water bottles just okay. along one wall. Right. Sure. When the COVID and, and other, other sides, it'd be vegetables and everything's organized. When COVID hit, and it got bad. Everybody rushed. Remember for toilet paper and water. Terrible. Yeah, it was bone dry. It was scary, bone dry. And I and I always talk to the receiver, uh, Jerry. Shout out to Jerry down there at Albertsons. Uh, he's a good guy. And uh, I would ask him, I go, "What's going on?" He goes, "Everybody keeps buying it all up, and you know we o- we only get our our shipments yeah. once a week, twice a week, water and stuff like that." I, so, I think we're past that. I think we're past that. If you go to Ralph's, if I'm on, you know Trader Joe's, whatever your spot is, I have not seen a shortage of of TP or, mm-hmm. or paper towels. Now it's it's not the days of oh my gosh we have to use coffee filters. Mm-hmm. That's 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 but, no longer but, there. But referring to when you're saying food's coming back. You know, food food's coming back. There's yeah, steaks and, and have you? Yeah, like the steaks, for example, like so many freaking. Uh, they had to shut down. 
because they, you know, it was not getting produced. And I know ch- chickens were being slaughtered off by the thousands. Really? Yeah, they just not even being used, like not even being frozen to I be love used chicken. later. Dude, like they, they, sh- they, they have this machine that basically goes over them and just cuts them. You're killing them. They're not using the meat, but they had to basically, in their words, destroy. These chickens because they get diseases. They got diseases. Either or? it was diseases, or they couldn't let no. They didn't have personnel to service them because these plants were being closed. So they shut down a lot of truckers. Then they shut down truckers. The production and now like it, it impacted crazy a lot of farmers. How, we, how they didn't shut us down. They called us essential. Well, I you would guys call are them, essential. I would call them essential. Well, is it though? Like you know what I mean? Like I love chicken. I love beef, just like you. But like, if you got to say, all right. We need to sh- we need to just be operational. Who do we need? We need police. We need fire. We need people to deliver mail because it's still going on, and you know, and limited other things. Uh, freaking grocery store clerks became essential, and they were very vital. Nurses, mm-hmm. doctors, obviously, mm-hmm. but we really figured out during this period of time what is expendable and what's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to say that all the time. I go, I no one gives a fuck about me. If I get COVID and die, I'm just expendable. Those just put another man in the seat, and that's how I felt this whole time. Like, I felt like that my company they care for me because everybody's at home, everyone's paranoid. They don't know what we're dealing with. Right. You know, people leave it right there, leave it on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. or you got people coming up to your face. You know, some people, where's your mask? Because I wouldn't wear my mask on residential because there's no one around. You had people confront you. Yeah. You know, well, where's your mask? You got to wear a mask when you walk into stores, and so it's on and off all day, on and off, and trying to read people, yeah. and try to figure things out. And I was mad because, like, I never experienced this before. And my company's like, well, here's 14 fucking hours a day. It went from, you know, a a regular day for me would be 130 deliveries, right? Ranging from residential, apartments, and retail, coal, CVS. I got doctor's offices, dental offices that were all closed during this time. But my residential bumped up because everyone was ordering essentials. They were ordering toilet paper, toothpaste. You know, mouthwash right you know just just all their ramen essentials. soup <laughs> yeah ramen soup gatorade <laughs> bottles and all kinds of stuff dog food was a, a big one and i'm going through this trial and the company no one said anything they give you a bottle of uh hand sanitizer they say wear your mask inside go straight to your car so there's no congregating mm-hmm. and it, it was it was lonely and then on top of it we had two days worth of work Okay, Christmas time. Remember, it's our busy time. We sure. always get helpers. I needed a helper. We all need helpers, and there's no fucking helpers because it's a six feet distance rule. Uh, and it pisses me off because not only are we out there doing two days of work and everyone's tired and everyone's broken down, we see no end in sight. It, it opened doors for people who never ordered online. Now they're stuck to their home to say, hey, I'm going to order online now. And now we got an even bigger audience or a bigger regime of customers. So it upsets me that the company's making so much money, man. I mean, I, I can't wait to see the numbers when it comes out of how much they made this year. I just feel personally that I think the company should should help us out a bit. You know, you and, mean uh, like overtime pay or just like some type of casual? What does they call it? Hazard pay? Like if you're a contractor working in Iraq, for example, if you're working in Fallujah, you know, if you're a private contractor, there's hazard pay that you get just by virtue of being in a combat zone. This is, I mean, I mean, 
arguably similar to it. So the fact that, I mean, I can appreciate where they're coming from in terms of the no six feet distance rule. Uh -huh. So you don't have a helper in your truck, uh -huh. but at least money. compensate you, you know, because they're not farming out. Well, work that's why we have, uni we have unions and they're supposed to fight for us. Yeah. And I was talking to my cousin. I'm going to get him on the podcast. He works for waste management. He goes, once that mask goes on, you get hazard pay. Over here where I work, you know, there's garbage, and sometimes you got to put the mask on. Make sure as, as it comes yeah. on, and if your union a steps little up, compensation. Well, you know what I mean. I understand. Hey, well, you're working. You're you're working. Well, everyone off who's on unemployment is getting an extra six hundred right. bucks on their check. So <laughs> well, you know, and they're living good. I know some of them that don't want to go back. Wow. You know what I mean? They just rather sit on unemployment because they're making some good money. So it it, it could go both ways, right? Right. right? right. I'm just speaking out for a lot of my because I, I get time off. I get to take time off. I, I'll tell you later, you know, because uh, I don't want to give all my medical, you know, stuff going on the podcast. But uh, I'm able to take some time off. And I have been. I've been taking two days and we're coming in, working, you know, 12, 13 hours days. I get home till 930 at night, 10 mm -hmm. o'clock and going straight to sleep. That's not a way I want to live. I'm grateful for the job. I'm grateful for the money. But if I'm if I wake up at 530 in the morning. And I get home at 9.30 at night, and I'm missing out on my kids growing up. Yeah. My kids you coming home. When did you grow an extra inch? When, when did you – you're one my son's going to be in junior high. He's going through puberty. So his voice is changing. It's starting to get darker, deeper, I mean. I don't want to miss out on those things. Of course you know? not. I love coming not. home from work early, barbecuing, yeah. throwing some ribs on, putting some music on, having a beer, having my kids play outside, giving them hugs and kisses. What's going on? What yeah. did you do today? When I get home at ten thirty and, and and they're asleep, or now it's summertime, so they're they're awake. I only get like an hour. You know, I got a shower, I got to change, I got to go to bed. That's, that's it. That's not the way I want to live. No, no, heck no. And so, going back to COVID and being essential, it's. It, I guess it takes a toll on people. You know, the way I'm the way I'm talking. I guess maybe I should be grateful. You know, but. Working for, you know, I, I cherish my, and I want to protect them. Like, let, let's talk about what I was talking to you before we started this podcast. Recently, okay, I have cameras on my house, right? I got cameras, and my cameras watch anything or pick up any movement. Recently, we, we have a, this neighbor that lives behind our house. Okay, uh, we had an incident. A tree branch broke into his side of the house. He claimed that the gardeners that came could not didn't want to pick up the branch that it was our our problem to deal with so he got angry one day and he threw literally 200 beer cans this isn't this wasn't my backyard because I, I probably would have done something different it was my neighbor's backyard okay so he threw over 200 beer cans and started throwing lemons at his window on his roof, and it was really bad. So my neighbor calls me, and I'm at work, and he says, hey, this guy's yelling, he's screaming, he's throwing lemons. I got over 200 beer cans. He asked me, you know, what should I do? You know, can he back me up? And I said, you know what, at this point, just call the cops. Just show him, tell him what he's doing, especially if he's yelling. So the cops come. The cops make him go pick up the branch, and the other guy had to come pick up his beer cans he threw over in the fence that was the end of that but all of a sudden he starts coming around well this this back this back a little bit he he claims that he kept trying to get a hold of my neighbor he came over to my house one day banged on the door 
I wasn't home. I was at work yelling at my wife, <laughs> screaming loud, telling her, where's this guy? Yeah, where's wow. your neighbor? He, he's got da, 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 He's got the branch. And So I want to throw that in there because this, this story is going to lead to something crazy. So when I get home from all this, after all it happened, I kind of guess, okay, it's over with. He got the branch cleaned. The guy was angry. He's not angry no more. He's not coming around. All of a sudden, about a week later, he starts walking his dog. His dog starts taking a shit on my lawn. And I, once again, I'm at work. My wife's at home. She likes to do the gardening. She's, she's got a green thumb. She's really good at it. She's mowing the lawn. And she cats, she sees him. The guy's doing it right in front of her. And she tells him, hey, are you going to pick up that shit? And, he's, and he says, oh, I'll go back. I'll go get a bag. She goes, forget it. I'll do it now. She goes, just don't do that again, please. So the guy keeps walking around after that, and, and he's got a bag on him this time, and he's walking. So it goes from one day, two, two times a day, three times a day, until last Thursday, he was doing it about five, six times a day walking around. And, I, and I've started noticing more. And my neighbor tells me, he goes, hey, you know that back neighbor, he keeps walking around and kind of just looking around. Have you noticed it? I go, well, I've been at work. I'll ask my wife. She, I ask my wife. She goes, yeah, I've been noticing him. So I come home Thursday night from work. I know the story seems like it's dragging. I, I got to tell you the background story before I, I can tell you what happened. So I come home Thursday. My wife comes up to me. She goes, you always miss the incident. So what happened was the guy was standing, the same guy that kept walking his dog. That static was on me, folks. I temporarily looked at my phone. It's nah, been shut off. My it. bad for that. Go on, man. Go ahead. Go so she says he was standing on the driveway staring at me, soaking, uh, smoking a cigarette, and I'm washing my car, and I'm cleaning it out, and I'm telling my daughter, stay there, and I'm telling him, what are you doing? Get out of here. Get out of here. So he finishes a cigarette, throws it on the floor. You mean your driveway? My driveway, yeah. yeah. Throws it on the driveway and then goes to the trash can, takes a shot, and then at least throws the bottle in the trash can. It, wasn't re- it was recyclable, too. Right. But he didn't even throw it in recyclable. He threw it in the Dude, he flicked the trash. cigarette butt yeah. in your driveway. That's so disrespectful. I get home. I just got home. I'm tired, dealing with customers, getting flipped off, and just just tired, you know, just, just a little worn, you know, need a vacation or something. And she tells me this. And fin- and I lost it. I go, finally, I get to tell someone off. Because you got to keep your mouth shut, right? You got to keep your mouth shut. You got to be you, – you can't be rude. You got to be a professional, right? No matter what people, how they act towards you or, 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 where, they, or where they act, you know, or what words they say. Right, up gotta, until they come at your pad and yeah, your family. Yeah, exactly. So I took off in the Mustang. I came around the corner. I'm honking. I'm looking. I don't want to go to his house because – now I'm on his property. He can shoot me if he wants, or he could stab me if I'm on his property and he feels threatened. So I go back home, and my wife has the video feed recorded, right? So we go in, and I showed you the video. Sure. And it, it was creepy. It was like one of those things when you're watching a TV show or a movie, and you see something like this getting reenacted with him standing on the driveway all creepy Not smoking cool. a cigarette that's spooky. just staring staring at my wife and we have the you know the i other saw thing. the video bro you can see the cigarette butt like lighting it was like a light bright you know in your driveway and he's standing there all menacing i'm like yeah so go on i i felt i felt violated i felt disgusted i was super angry because it's like why here 
why do you have to plant your shit? And this isn't the first time. I had to tell some other dude off recently, and he doesn't come around anymore, but I had to tell him off. Stop coming around staring at my wife's ass. Whatever the fuck you're, you're oh, per- being perverted about. Because she works on the garden out yeah. front. Yeah. Aha. And so... Aha. I'm out front. My sister comes home because she wasn't home. She lives across the street from me and her husband. Literally a, across the street. Yeah, literally across the uh, street. Like, doot, doot, doot. Yeah, yeah. And they, they watch over... Because I'm the, the, I'm the president of my neighborhood watch. Okay. Right? So my sister, she comes home and I go and I show her the video. And they're like, whoa. And... Tommy, her husband, he's, he he works nights, so he during the day he gets to see a lot of stuff. And he goes, yeah, I've been seeing him a lot more. So, I, yeah, I keep an eye out for him because this this is – I'm going to say something to him. So, sure enough, about 9.45, I'm on my porch. After all this is done, I'm, I'm kind of winding down. I tell my wife, I said, hey, do you think this guy will come back again? And she goes, yeah, I think he will. And within five minutes – he here he comes, and man, I jumped off that porch, and every all the aggression, all the anger, all the 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 fed ups and tiredness of what I've been going through as a, as a UPS driver and as as a as a human being, and I could have done so many things to them. I could have ended his life right then and there. But I, man, I just let every word, curse word out of the out of the dictionary, even the the hood dictionary out. On him, I heard it. I, you, got the <laughs> last, you, you got you got the last half. I mean, I came up to him. I said, "What's your problem, you motherfucker?" I got you on camera because I'm just walking my dog. Yeah, no, that wasn't the first time. My wife goes, "I kept finding cigarette butts there, and I didn't know who it was until mm. I seen him flick it right there, Not and cool. then it all clicked." So now I get that he's he's been standing in front of my house. What seven cigarette butts? That's seven times that that's confirmed yeah how many times and so i i laid into him i told him, you got a problem speak up now because then we could we could throw it down but you're not going to come over to my house stand on my driveway and stare at my wife all fucking weirded out smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and then throwing it you're you're basically you're basically back when they would duel they take the glove off and slap your yeah, face take that's back. basically what you did to me yeah. and i told him i said this what do you see me going in front of your fucking house, smoking a cigarette, and staring at your wife? And he goes, oh, I got a problem. Is he an older guy? He's an older guy. He's middle-aged. Like, what are we talking, like 50s, 60s, or he's 70s? Probably, maybe he's probably six, uh, late 50s, maybe okay. early 60s. But he knew. He knew exactly what he did. He was walking faster. And check this out. He comes back around without his dog because he was with his dog. And I was, yeah, I don't remember oh, his dog. So now he's going to try something. So he comes back without his dog. He goes, hey, man, I just want to apologize. I want to squat. And I told everybody, get in the house now. Because now I don't know if he's brandishing a weapon. Sure. Because no. remember, yeah. let's back forward to when that guy was yelling and coming over, banging on my door, talking about a branch that broke over in his backyard. You know, you got you got to look at this, the steps. You know, this guy's got aggression. He's right? a loose cannon. And yeah. And obviously – I knew he had aggression, so I wanted to see if he had if he was aggressive. Hey, you, yeah, I was looking at your wife. Okay, here's a fucking fist right in your mouth, you know. But he declined everything. He he just got scared because he's a little bitch. But you, I obviously I can't hit him, 
He's on the sidewalk. He's smart enough to know he ain't stupid. Right. He has not yeah. committed a crime. Yeah, he's not committed a crime, but yeah. I can sit there and tell him off all I want. Now, the second time he comes around, now I'm thinking, okay, he's brandishing a weapon. Let's get inside. So what do you say? So, I'm sorry for what I did? I don't remember what he said. I, he was, I caught him. There's nothing you can no, well, apologize for. Okay. I caught you lying. I caught you throwing cigarettes and staring at my did, wife. It's on camera. Did you sense bad energy? B- even when before he, that. No, even when he approached that. you to say, I'm sorry. Or was it just more oh, of... He, wasn't, he was probably about 20 feet away, but I knew when you come back around was without he shook? your dog... Was he shook? He... He... Everybody said he, he sounded like he shit his pants. But when he came back around again, I go, no. I go, he's pissed. I go, now he's brandishing a weapon, most oh, likely, and yeah. he wants to come up to me and... And shank me or shoot me. He needs an excuse to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he came by the next morning at 7 in the morning, 30 minutes before I left to work. And we seen him again. He kind of gave like a little quick peek. We got him on camera. Like a quick peek. But I just, it's, I don't know why it keeps happening to me. This is not the first time. Dude, well, you you got your wife and kids at the house. Yeah, but so does everybody else. I know, but like you said, you got long freaking shifts. So you have a predicament. Do I hope this guy ceases to, like, do this weird stuff? Or do I let him know, look, I know what you're doing. This is not going to happen again. This is not okay. So it's it's kind of a bizarre situation, but I'm glad it resolved itself. I mean, all this to say, I think you told me that story just in light of the vibe right now. There's a lot of tension out there right now, man. It's not just in big cities either, you know. Like, this is what we're talking about with – with everything that's going on, I mean, I'll let you, I'll let you kind of lead that part off. Yeah. So getting to what's been going on, I I had aggression. I had to let it out. I finally got the opportunity to. I felt great when I was done. When I was done, I drank a beer. And I, I needed that because I have to bite my tongue when I'm at work. I have to be professional no matter what I'm getting. You know, people flipping me off and just being disrespectful and have a nice day and don't say nothing or don't open the door for you. We walk in and let the door close and there's just so much rudeness out there and you got to bite because I want to say shit. Like I, I've done a few times, a guy didn't, uh, I let the door, I hold, held the door open for a guy, uh, won't say what race he was, but he did probably, after when I was done, he didn't deserve for me to open the door. I could have been really rude to him. I held the door open for him. And he walked right in and didn't say one fucking word to me. And it, and it pissed me off because, thank you. I told, I, I turned that on. I said, I didn't say thank you. I said, you're, you're welcome. welcome. And it's just, it, it, so I had to bite my tongue. And so it was an opportunity for me to, to release. And, and and it felt good. At first, the next day I felt bad, but I kept looking at that video camera, that video feed. I'm like, no, you have to tell these people something. Because if not, he'd be in the fucking, in my house next to you, you know, eating nachos and shit, watching a football game because that's what they look for. <laughs> uh, so going back to what's going on, uh, it's just unacceptable, man. You, you, there, you, there's, we have to hold ourselves to a higher level when we are upholding certain virtues and, and certain laws in this country. And we, we fail, we have failed to do that. And, Maybe the hiring system or what's going on with the police department and everything. I mean, I tried to become a cop and I didn't pass the polygraph because they said that I was that I lied on the test about doing cocaine and heroin. And I was I was 24. 
I didn't start doing that shit until I was in my 30s. You know, so once you don't pass that polygraph, that's it. You can't go. You could go and try to get in another department, but you're still going to take that polygraph. And they do background investigations on you. They're going to know you pa- you didn't pass the polygraph because it showed that you lied when it asked you about dr- certain drug use. So these people that are passing these tests, a lot of them have been bullied in high school and they want a little bit of power and you got all you got the diff, all different types of people that are joining the force i mean to me i i agree with you dude and the, the discussion topic keeps coming up as of late like oh it's it's just a couple of bad pl- no dude it's not this isolated incident man like as a country we're at an inflection point right now this is different than the watts riots of 65 this is different than Rodney King in the L.A. riots in 92. This is different than Michael Brown, Ferguson, Missouri, hands up, don't shoot. This is different than Tamir Rice. This is different than Freddie Gray getting beat up in the custody of the Baltimore Police Department. This is different than the kid in Georgia just like a freaking month ago who was jogging, who got gunned down by those hillbillies, you know, those, those fake rent-a-cops. I mean, this is different than George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin in 2013. And, I mean, it's the closest, but it's also different than Eric Garner. The dude who was selling cigarettes without a license in New York who was saying I can't, those same words, I can't breathe. And they still killed him. And yet it took, what, like six years or whatever it was for the cops to get fired, dude. Like, you know, and why is it different? Like, maybe it's a combination of all of us kind of being confined because of COVID Maybe it's a combination of, you know, that visceral reaction we all had to seeing him call out to his mother when he had nothing left. Maybe it was the reaction. I to knew that was real when a lot because a lot of people before they die. I've I've had the opportunity to be around people when they've passed. Like I'm they sorry, start calling, bro. they start calling out for mama, mama. He, life mama, was leaving him, mama. They you know? do that, and they he call was out to mama. He was, and we heard it. And maybe it was a combination of. Seeing that punk ass cop like readjust his knee, have his hands in his pocket, all arrogant. I'm not saying he had a smirk, but it kind of almost looked like a smirk. And just seeing the man's like life leave him again, compounded with economic crisis in this country, compounded with the anxiety of COVID. It just it lit a fuse, dude, and it's different. And people have had enough. And with all due respect to everyone who view, I have no issues with the police. I do think the police union needs to be checked. Like I, I, you know, those Buffalo cops who pushed that 75 year old man who was trying to hand them a helmet mm-hmm. and he died and people like, dude, he's bleeding from his head. And they said, get out of the way. Those cops in that town. Now they're saluting him. It, although the, those two cops who got, you know, indicted on it. Like it's, it's not cool, man. It's, it's just, it's a bizarre time. And I mean, more than anything else, there is no silver lining here. I just want to say, though, police reform is needed. And I don't care if you rock a real cool, hot shot, Blue Lives Matter banner on your car. Good for you, buddy. So do I. Okay. Like, you know, no, I mean, I'm saying I respect the police, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. However, the police union needs to get checked, dude. We need body cams. I mean, we need legit changes on some things. We need to be able to ensure that there's accountability. You have to be able to bring 
lawsuits against the police officers and this concept of sovereign immunity it's a legal doctrine in this country that says that so long as you know essentially like a police officer does their job and it's you know within the scope of their duties they're shielded from prosecution i think we need to redefine what their duties are because the notion that you can get away with this is is blurred and i think they should be held more accountable hell yeah hell yeah now let me ask you this why are cops on the fence about body cams. You know why that's you know why I don't buy that argument? Because it protects the cops too. Mm -hmm. You know? Cops can't say no. Like in Baltimore, there's a crisis of allegations of of young men, like young black men saying that cops plant drugs on them during the course of an arrest. Mm -hmm. If you have a body cam, like that refutes Did you that, see you that uh, a bag of cocaine? Did you see that video of George Floyd when they're arresting them they're putting them on the floor before they dragged them into the car do you see that there was a white bag that fell out of his pocket i did not yeah there's a youtube video you sure it wasn't yeah, doctored it was real because I, I feel like that would have made real. the news don't you think i'll show i'll show it to you it's been trippy dude because like you know they said he was in porno too <laughs> they said he did porn too and he also that he worked at a bar as a bouncer, same with, one with as the, the guy. The so they guy. knew him. They knew each other. Yeah, it was almost like they had beef. Right, like and it, it could have been. Issue. Who knows? But like, I don't believe in being like extreme about this. Like, you see some people saying, "Let's defund the police." Like, no, that's stupid. We need the police. You know what I mean? Because if we don't have It'll the be police, the wild wild west, dude, it would be that's it's asinine to say, uh, "Let's defund the police." But. You know, I, I you see I, the the mayor. That mayor is so young. In Minneapolis, looking. yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. He's a good. Do you dude. see him walking through the crowd? Well, they boot his ass off. Dude. You know, I don't think the he solution. He looked like he was sad, man. He was, cause I mean, he's how old is he? He's a young cat, man. But I don't agree with this logic of defunding the police. I think that's stupid. But again, I think we need body cams. No more of this bullshit. Oh, you're just getting paid administrative leave. No, man, this is a crime that you committed. We need, as you said, more accountability and uh, transparency, background checks. And then, like I said, redefine what is scope of their duties because I will acknowledge doing their job is very tough. They deal with people you and I don't want to deal with, man. They deal with shit, and I'm sure their psyche becomes affected. So well, yeah, imagine going to a call. You go, course. you open the door, you know and you got the baby into? inside the microwave, and you got blood everywhere. Dude, and it's disgusting. I mean, it's the horrible. The stuff that they see so and say. They should be afforded a degree of you know latitude in terms of doing what they need to do. But I think at this point we need to acknowledge it's it's the lines getting blurred, and it's 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 too much and. You got to be able to like, again, I think I, I'm not saying this is the be all end all, but for God's sakes, dude, can we get body cams approved like across every single precinct? If the police union has an issue with that, then you know what? Fuck off, man. I'm sorry. I'm tired of this shit. It's not cool anymore, man. And, and for you to see anybody to say, oh, it's just too bad. I'm, dude, come on, man. You know what the problem with that argue about, oh, it's just too bad apples is? Because, yeah, okay, it might just be two bad apples, but the remaining eight apples out of those ten apples don't say shit about it. The blue wall of silence is, a, is an issue. So silence is a killer as well. So I, we need body cams. We need accountability. And the public should have the right to, to, to pre proceed against them. And this whole, like, we don't question our civil servants. We don't question. Dude, come on, man. I respect you. I respect your job. You're doing something I don't have the cojones to do, to be honest with you. But enough's enough. And, and this, this argument about, oh, it's just too bad. No, dude, it's not too bad. It's been happening over and over and over. People have had enough. This is enough. Enough of this shit. They need to be held accountable. Yeah. I, I understand. Going back to how I feel, 
being out there, what it has been done to me with this COVID and the way people are acting, and, and they're dealing with it too. They deal with it every day. I get it. When you get a chance to fucking chokehold someone and body slam someone, some people have different levels until they crack. That's saying that it's still not right, dude. It's not right. Don't you think I want to body slam fucking one of my customers, at least six of them every day for saying something stupid at me or, or, or someone driving and flipping me off? Don't you think I want to ram my car in them and pull them out and fucking grab them and choke them? But I, ha I have to stay calm. I have to be professional. That's my job. It's what I get paid for. You signed up for this. In the end, you signed up for it, dude. No one forced you to. You signed up for it. You need to be held accountable for it. I like the camera thing. I'm glad they started doing that because you. we got to see what they're doing. If anything, we should be able to log in to any officer online and see what they're doing that's at it. that point because what that's our taxpayer money Hell going yeah, toward them. Hell yeah, so, it is. Yeah, you should. Just like the social workers, even the politicians, put cameras on those motherfuckers too. Yeah. What are they doing? Sitting on their, their high castles up in the hills and doing shit we need accountability we need change i'm all for that man mm -hmm. i'm all for that but the violence and the looting trust that, me i trust me man that, you know yeah i hear you dude i mean and like i said all those previous murders that i mentioned you know precipitated this and I think, I think part of it, again, the American psyche is impacted because of COVID. And it's kind of rattled us. I'm mm -hmm. shoot, we, we talked about it on the last podcast, man. Mm -hmm. And like, in terms of the change, though, I'm telling you, dude, Dr. King was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. And after seven days of protesting and rioting on 4-11-68, the 1968 Civil Rights Act was passed because Congress said, and the Civil Rights Act, you know, it, it basically you know, outlawed certain racial injustices and institutional processes and vi acts of violence. And it took people saying, that's it, dude. That's it. You, you killed Dr. King here in Tennessee. This is this. F this, dude. We're done with this. Who do you, you think know? killed him? <sighs> Did they ever catch a the guy? They caught him. They caught him. I, yeah, I think I don't know where he wound up, but I know he tried to, like, get away. But. Who was behind it? it might have been the FBI because the FBI considered Dr. King a terrorist. You know that, right? Lee, Ed, J. Edgar Hoover was a dark ass man. No, I get it. He was he was a dark human being. But like, you know, in terms of what's going on right now, you know how there's that concept of the tides are turning, you know, and you know how we talked. I may we may have talked about it like. Depending on who you are, what your political affiliations are, it's you happening see, around you, the world. You, dude, you seeing certain news though. Depending on what your views are, yeah. your 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 news feed on you know whatever social media platform you go to tailors to what you're accustomed to reading and I everything. I hate right? that. Yeah. So I know. So you're only seeing what you I see. I just started a Twitter you know? account because I saw on my daughter. She's gonna be 18 this year. She's a graduate, and she's congratulations the, by yeah, the way. Congratulations, Ayla. And so I was like, I can't find anything, and she goes, Twitter shows everything. So I went on Twitter. And I, I saw way more than than what my news feed was showing Dude, me or what yeah. the news was showing the me. The old man in Buffalo. I did you see that video, the the, the the dude that got pushed, the seventy five year old man who was handing a helmet to the police, and they shoved him down, and then they pushed other people out of the way, and he bled. <laughs> I I don't I think he's a I don't know if he's alive or not, but like like I was saying, wow. we need to like. I, I believe we as consumers of news have a responsibility to call out certain things, and like for example. 
I don't think it's wise, as some sources are, and I'm not calling out any particular news source or sources, but to say that the rioters and looters are necessarily synonymous, the same thing as the protesters, that's a that's a bullshit narrative because yes, there are rioters mm-hmm. who are burning shit mm-hmm. and burning buildings and cars and streets and busting windows. Yes, there are looters who are taking Louis Vuitton bags and Nikes and everything. Right? Where are they at now? You know, because they're know? not doing it anymore. Right. But what vastly outnumbers those clowns, and that's they're, that's exactly what they are: is clowns mm-hmm. are the p- protesters who are peacefully protesting. So that's why. I, th- I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I mean, it was recently. You see the, go ahead. Dude, like, that's why when you go to the news and, like, that incident at St. John's Episcopal Church in D.C., like, you know, Attorney General William Barr mm-hmm. authorized essentially the military tear gassing peaceful protesters before the curfew. There was no violation of curfew. These people were straight up peacefully protesting, but because. Trump wanted, I'm sorry, dude, it needs to be said. He wanted a photo op in front of St. John's Episcopal Perch. I think it was founded by James Madison, you know, to hold up a Bible to go do that. These people got targeted by James, James Mattis, Mad Dog, who used to be the def- defense secretary. Mm-hmm. He was ousted or he quit, right? Mm-hmm. He finally said, this is enough. He's exploiting the military for, for a photo op. That wasn't even necessary. There was no threat to public safety. And the reason why he did it, you know why some people are doing it? Is because the night before, he turned off the lights to the White House and was hiding in his bunker because he couldn't take the people protesting. So he wanted to look like a, an alpha, right? You know, his hubris and machismo got to him. He mm-hmm. goes, and I'm going to walk in front of this church and clown these people and basically tear gas them and do it. And that's a turning point because after that, the media narrative as I took it was, all right, we need to stop putting rioters, looters, and protesters in the same bucket because it's not accurate anymore. Mm-hmm. The majority of people, you look at them now in L.A., in D.C., in Philly, in some other places. Yes, there are the bad jackasses that are looting and rioting and doing that bad stuff. But the majority are, they're doing like cultural dances now. There's food there. There's massages. People are talking peaceful. They're pro. They're Everything you know, seems communicating to die. The with the police. stop down. The looting stop down. The protesting has grown with less, like it, it was a, a total shift change, like from hate to love. Right, and you now, know what is else? that from the arrest of the, them catching all these looters and uh-uh. getting them? Well, how come these people aren't looting now? I the answer it, is the protesters are fighting back. I've heard home. many instances of protesters approaching them and saying, "You know, get the get the f out of here, like dude. What I did. You're trash, dude." You're trash for doing that. You're, you know, you don't represent this. Mm. You're coming here to go get yourself a pair of Nikes. Piss yeah. off, dude. You're garbage. And you know what else, bro? You know, in terms of the burning and the firing, um, like there's this group called the Boogaloo Boys. Have yeah, you heard, heard about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about like, them. Like, they're, they're, they're. Hawaiian shirt. Dude, they're, they're white boys trying to start trouble, dude. That's all that is. And, and did you hear about what else happened this past week? You know, because Antifa, but, you know, Antifa, 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 Antifa. Yeah, Antifa yeah. A white nationalist group got caught on Twitter pretending to be Antifa in terms of stoking violence and causing havoc. No, they've made fake they, Twitter they accounts. They made fake Twitter accounts. So, like, you know, like, you, the people are getting exposed. My point in all this is the vast majority of people are peacefully protesting, you know? And and I agree with you. The looting and the rioting, we're still going to see it, but it's 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 the outlier now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The majority of people are doing peacefully protesting, so that's why – the the news sources that what are about saying, those you know, bricks that, have been, that were planted? Did you, did you hear, hear about yeah, that? Who was doing that? Who was behind that? You think? Let me ask you. George Soros. 
well, what is the point? That's a fair point, right? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Antifa. Or was it the government? Here's the thing. Yeah, who, or the government. Who stands to benefit from that? Because if you have nut jobs. That's a good point. Taking bricks, busting windows, God forbid hitting someone on the head, right? Havoc. If, if the media narrative is Antifa and people are violent, now this looks good for for Trump and his people because now I need to use the Marines to go in and subdue this, you know, order through chaos you know? or so if they did it, it benefits them. Alternatively, if it was source, whatever, you know, whoever it was that put it there, why would they do that? Because they don't want to be demonized by the media and they don't want to justify the government, you know, the, the government justifying actions against them based on this. So I did see it. I even saw a video of it. These two young kids, I don't know if it was Philly or where, but they found these stacks of bricks. And I'm like, that's Those a trip. A I saw other videos of you the, the videos. Did you see the video of the cop car? There was like a, it was a truck and they were pulling bricks out. No. The cops were pulling bricks out of the back of their truck. Is that right? Yeah. Was that, was this NYC or where? I, I'll start sending you stuff that I find. I, I, I dig deep in any type of videos I see. I, I, I follow multiple sources. I have my boy Jerry on the podcast and he's all... And I like li listening to different views. That's sure. why I get different people on the podcast. I want to hear different views because I'm interested in what's really going on. Because in the end, I just want to help. I, yeah. I, I, I want to do good. I, I want change. I want everybody to know the truth. Yeah. And I think that in the end is we all want the truth. And it's constantly the higher ups keeping things from us and trying to – in the bottom people, it's, it's more surveillance. It's more – your phone knows everything about you where they're putting ads in because you could talk in your phone. We could be talking about a truck or something, a Toyota truck. You see that and you go on your phone, you're on Instagram and here comes an ad of Dude, the Toyota Tundra. I was, it's so funny you say that me and uh, my old lady, we were just talking. We didn't text. We didn't talk. We were physically speaking to each other mm -hmm. about going to Palm Springs. Sure enough, man, my feed like 10 minutes later starts getting advertisements for what? Palm Springs. I didn't search for Palm Springs prior to that. No, 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 it no. just randomly yeah. came up, and I got ads coming in. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to so start talking. I want some ass tonight. Yeah. See if I can get on my phone. Like, oh, back page <laughs> ads, whatever. Yeah. Is that still around back page? I know people are going back page all the time. Man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 gnarly, man. And, like, um, it's, uh, you know, everyone tries to be, like, you know, lawyers on TV now in terms of what comes next and everything. But – it's going to be interesting how it shakes out. I got a civil, rights a civil rights attorney coming. Sweet, sweet. So, and I'm sure some of the issues you'll discuss with him or her are the nature of the charges that are being anticipated. And I, you know, my thought, I never practiced criminal law, but I, I did work with some guys who did do it. And um, if you're interested, I can kind of break down how yeah, that works no. out in some ways. And I'll do my best to keep it. No, we got plenty of time. Down bro. to we earth. Got plenty of time. So, like, with the main guy, Officer, what is it, Derek Chauvin? Chauvin? Yeah, yeah. Mispronouncing it. He was initially charged with with murder three. And it's been recently upgraded to murder two. And people are like, no, no, why would you do that? Go for murder one. We want murder one. You know, you need to be careful about that. Because if you recall, if you go back in time, you remember the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman trial mm -hmm. in Florida, the kid with the hoodie and the Skittles yeah. who got killed by that, that, that. I can't believe he got off. Dude, dude, well, you know why he got off. Because he's in jail now, right? Zimmerman, he's free. But I he's, thought he got popped he, again he, for something. He's, dude, he's a weirdo. Like He has domestic violence charges and stuff against him. He's a loose cannon. But in the Trayvon Martin trial, what had happened was that the, the state, the state prosecutors in Florida – 
they only went with murder one, right? You know, murder in the first degree. And people were like, you know, don't give in to the media too that much. That means it was planned. Well, it's a Florida, you know, that's a capital, that's a, it's a capital, you know, it's a capital penalty in Florida. You can get death for that in Florida. They don't play. Yeah, because so, murder one is, it was planned. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So here's why that's relevant. Other people, legal scholars had said, it's fine that you try that, but you should also charge Zimmerman with murder two and three. They didn't. And what happens? So what happens? When you get convicted of murder one, it's a higher penalty. Like I said, Florida, you can get the death penalty, you know, or you can be an L whopper, life without parole. However, if you don't get, you know, it's a higher standard to prove it because there's more at stake, death or, or you know, life incarceration or a high number of years. So they didn't meet that. And that's why Zimmerman got off. And one of the faults of the prosecution after the fact was they overcharged and they only went with murder one instead of also having other charges. So in this case here, Keith Ellison, He's the attorney general in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. He's a sharp guy, man. He's a pretty smart dude. And what he's saying is he's not going into this with just saying murder in the first degree. We got to get it. Yeah, you can't. Dude, like it started off with murder three. It's murder two. We'll see if they go to murder one. But right now it's murder two and murder three. They're doing an investigation because there's there's several elements to this. Like if you look at it, like, you know, there's two Latin terms, actus reus, which means the act. You have to physically do something. If I have a seizure and I punch you and break your nose, I the act did it, mm-hmm. but it was not a voluntary movement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I can't be accused of trespass if I get pushed on your lawn type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have to do it volitionally. So that's the first element. The second element is it's a Latin term called mens rea, which means intent. You have to have the specific intent to do that. And first degree murder is a specific intent crime. As you mentioned, premeditate and deliberate. Mm. What are examples of other specific intent crimes? Um, Solicitation, conspiracy, attempt, first degree murder, assault, larceny, robbery, burglary, forgery, false pretenses, embezzlement. All of those, it's very clear. You plan to do it. It wasn't a heat of passion situation, you see? And the, the, the civil rights lawyer will say that. There's also malice crimes where you just you rec- recklessly disregarded uh, obvious risk. Uh, you know, that's a lower form of murder. So what should death. these looters be charged with? Well, Cons- let's... Conspiracy to cause chaos? I'll break Terrorism? That. There's mayhem is another charge as well. And basically also burglary. If you enter a place... If you break in, enter into a place with the intent to commit a felony therein, you know, that's that's breaking and entering. You know, that's a home. That's a civil violation. I mean, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, but a private residence. But in terms of the homes, yeah, burglary, um, you know, theft, there's assault and batteries going on. If you've run over people, mayhem, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But for the police officers, I think they need to be careful about how they call this because specific intent to kill murder, first degree murder requires premeditation and deliberation. As I mentioned, the, the, the prosecution couldn't prove that in the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman trial, so he got they, off. You think they've learned from that mistake? I hope they do because another form of murder is not the specific intent, first-degree murder, but there's intent to inflict great bodily harm. For example, let's say it's a bar fight that's gone bad, and two guys got into it. At first, it's a fair fight. And, you know, and, and now the guy he, gets hit, he, he falls he's, down, he's cracks his now. he's dead. Yeah, you know, that, that, or the other scenario could be he falls down and the dude, now he's unconscious, but the aggressor is now pummeling him as the guy's out. 
now it's now you can be charged with murder because there was an intent to commit great bodily harm resulting in a in a death, a homicide in essence, an what unlawful about the, killing. The Dodger Stadium, remember that guy? What was his Brian name? Stowe? Yeah. He was the the Giants fan who yeah. got beat up, and they, right? They knocked him out and, and he got disabled. Right. Did they ever catch those guys? I don't know the background to that, but I feel like they caught up with them. I think they you know? did. Huh? That was a horrible incident. What would incident. you be charged with that? I don't. I don't think first degree murder is appropriate. Obviously. They were. They were. Um. They were inebriated. And perhaps you could, you could be charged with that, even though the person didn't get murdered, right? Uh. No. Like it can, somebody say it the can guy be came attempt. and he stabbed them twenty. Oh, be it attempt. can be attempt. It can also be. You know. There's. There's other breakdowns for it. Like. There's an. Uh, for example. Um. There's a. There's a third form. Like beyond intent to inflict great bodily harm, which is like you know, for instance, below mm-hmm. intent to kill. There's also reckless indifference, which is like a malignant heart. Depraved heart. Think of these examples. If I were to go to a freeway overpass and drop a bowling ball down, right? Mm. I'm not trying to kill anyone in particular, but it's so reckless. It's so dangerous that I could be charged with murder. If there's a crowded party and I shoot a gun into a crowded party, not necessarily trying to kill anybody, but it's so reckless, someone could die. That's a depraved heart. And another charge is also felony murder. If there's a death that results in the course of an inherently dangerous felony, if there's a resulting death, there's murder there. There's also manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter. You know what the difference is between murder and manslaughter? Here's a classic example. Wife comes, uh, excuse me, man comes home from work, mm-hmm. goes upstairs, sees his wife in bed with another man. He's furious. He's, he's enraged. If he goes right back down to his car, gets the gun mm-hmm. from inside the, the center console, storms back up and blasts the dude. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously he intended to do it, mm-hmm. but did he have a chance to premeditate? Did he have a chance to think about it? Did he have a chance to so deliberate on it? that becomes manslaughter. That becomes manslaughter because Whoa. you did it in the, in the, what do they call it? Active twink- passion. Active passion. Twinkle of an eye, you know, twinkle of a, you know, of a Twin moment. Yeah, moment. Yeah, just like that. So you didn't have a chance to deliberate. Now let's flip it now. Let's say he saw that same thing and then went to his, he went to his car, drove, ten, you know, what, five, ten miles away. He had time to think. He had time to think. He's furious. He's thinking about it. He got to his brother's house. He's like, where's my damn gun? Gun brother's like, hey, what are you doing? I caught her in bed with another guy. Where's my gun? And he goes, and he gets his gun, and he drives back. Now he goes back That's upstairs. Now, now you got murder. <laughs> now because you had a chance to think about it. You had a chance to cool off. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. – you know, and it matters because sentencing guidelines matter. For example, in the case of Minnesota, what we're dealing with here, mm-hmm. uh, second-degree murder has a maximum penalty of 40 years. Third-degree murder has a maximum of 25. So assuming he behaves right, that has a huge bearing on the amount of time he will do. So that's why it matters. That's why it matters how this breaks down in terms of the murder charges. I foresee uh, a, a second-degree murder charge, uh, voluntary manslaughter possibly, and so forth. As for the three other police officers, one of them was his brother-in-law. I don't know if you what? caught that. Yeah. No, I haven't caught that. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he, they, may, they may get accomplice liability or conspiracy because, you know, I mean, the way that breaks down and works is basically for accomplice liability, you're responsible for the crime that ultimately happened and all foreseeable crimes. In essence, the man's death. You, you had to have aided and assisted in the situation. You can't just know about it and be present. You know what I mean? So if, 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 the, if Minnesota argues in the trial ultimately that the three officers were lookouts or um, you know, if they warded off the public, 
who were saying, hey, you're killing this man, that could be deemed to be aiding and abetting, although it remains to be seen. Another charge is conspiracy. The standard elements for conspiracy are there's an agreement with an unlawful objective. So they're getting all their phone records and everything. You know, intent to agree, mm -hmm. you know, the cops agreeing with each other, intent to pursue the unlawful objective, and then an overt act. So there's a lot of requirements there. Now, in, in this case, short of there being proof that they were all in agreement with what they were going to do, you know, you're, you're – Well, why do it in the public? I don't think – some two of those cops I heard were newbies, and they were just following orders, and that's going to be a lot of what their defense is. So they'll but, get off. I mean, people are saying you can no longer argue. I was just doing – because you, you were imbued with power. You're a police officer. Even if this dude, he was a ranking officer who killed him, he's been on the force the longest, you need to be able to say – Hey, that's enough, man. That's enough. You know, like I'm not, I'm not adhering, whatever, however that would work. You're, you should be able to break protocol to say this, this, this is nuts. This is not okay. You know, and that requires, I'm sorry, breaking the, the blue wall of silence, man. It, it can no longer go on. It's, it's run amok. And, that, and that's, that's part of it. Conspiracy is a tough one. Um, previous statutes had, you know, had the principal in the first and second degree and accessory in the first and the second degree. Mm -hmm. As of now, modern statutes, you, there's, they, they kind of cut that away, and you can be, all parties can be held responsible for the same crime in that regard. So we'll see how it shakes out, we'll but the it. facts need to be determined. The autopsy report did determine that he did die of a combination. That of, was the second one, though. There's right? a second one, because the police one, the state one was, oh, now, he had pre existing that, conditions. I, mean, I want to get into more deep with, uh, about that autopsy. You, you got, got it, go? brother. You got it. We're going to take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back. Let me get a beer. Yeah, get a beer, man. We are back, folks. Sorry we had to take another pee break like I always do. I should have did this podcast for two hours, but we got a band behind us. They're about to record, and they're going to knock down the whole goddamn building, recording an album and shit. I wish I had one of those soundproof studios, but I don't. But I'm back with Akbar. We have, we got 20 minutes left, man, so let, let's make the best of it. Yeah, no, the break came at a good time. I feel like we, uh, we came full circle on a lot of relevant subject matters, but basically it's all going to be up in the air. Like I said, I foresee um, murder two, murder three, possibly voluntary manslaughter, and I don't, I don't know if they're going to go for murder one. We'll see. Um, and it's, it's relevant, man, because as we know, with the, with the Rodney King verdict, that's, that's what precipitated the riots, but they didn't get convicted. Same with Freddie Gray, uh, you know, the, the, the dude who died in the custody of the police officers in the van, whatever it was. And then, obviously, Trayvon Martin. And, um, you know, they overcharged her, like I was saying earlier. So how this shakes out remains to be seen, but um, we're at an interesting time. Like I was saying earlier, it is an inflection point for our society, and I hope it goes in a good direction. I really do. Yeah, I just don't like hearing these conspiracy theorists, like, this is it, this is the end of the world. This is just another stage. The COVID's fake. This is staged. They want to go do one world currency. They want to put a COVID vaccine in us. It's got that uh, nanobots in it. That's gonna. Is that the Bill Gates thing? Yeah. Cause okay, explain that to me. My, I, I, I just read what I read online. I don't even know if the sources I read were legit. Well, but what they're saying is it it claims to be some type of COVID response thing or whatever but it tracks you or like what what is they're what? saying that this is man-made and they're using it to make profit off of what they made because they have the cure for the vaccine 
you know, they have the cure for the COVID. And so it, it's, they want to do a, a worldwide shot where everybody needs it. It's almost like the 666, so whatever. You profiting want. off of this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How's that any different than, remember Pharma Bro? Mm-hmm. That piece of shit who had the uh, some HIV-related drug and he was overcharging and then the feds came after him. Oh yeah, what he, happened to him? I think he's. I he's think the one he's that still bought that Wu Tang album. He bought the one in a. He bought the only Wu Tang album. I think the feds confiscated it ultimately. But like, how is if this is true? And I don't know because I, I don't know much about this Bill Gates thing. But if it's true, how is Bill Gates any different than Martin Shkreli, who is the the, the, oh, yeah, the farmer bro? Dude, he has a. He has, he's like Ted Cruz. He has a very punchable face. You just want to sock that dude in the face. He just looks it. He, he looks like... He uh, looks like he's cocky. Dude, he deserves to be... You know, and he's, he's well-spoken, but he's the textbook definition of just a punk-ass, man. Just a punk-ass punk, you know? He needs to catch a fade quick. Well, I mean, one thing, one thing we need to talk about, too, is this show I just saw on Netflix about... Um, uh, what's the guy that Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Dude, dude, I saw that. I saw that, man. I couldn't watch it at one point when the girl was telling a certain stop story. Stop watching no, it. No, I walked away. I got so angry, and that's why I got angry on Thursday because, yeah. you know, I had a picture of my daughter hanging up from from graduating from high school. I got you know beautiful young daughters, and I don't know what this guy's going through his mind. And so when I was even before that, when I was watching the Epstein, at one point the girl was talking about. The massage. He was he, he was fucking some chick, some some underage girl on the plane in front of everybody. Right. They pretended to be asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's disgusting to me. So when I see a perpetrator coming around my house and doing shit like that, I don't know what the fuck is he thinking. So I have to react. The, you know, I have yeah, to act like that. The Epstein documentary tripped me out, man, because obviously just the psychology of it. Was was I fast psychology fascinates me, you know, but the it was so trippy to me how it went down. But the other part of that documentary that blew my mind is not just because of the money this guy had, which he obviously had a lot of it, but the connections he had to people. Do you know, according to the flight monologue or the whatever the uh, the book? Hold on. Thank you, sir. The the log Bill Clinton was on that dude's plane 26 confirmed times. Uh, allegedly, Bill Gates was on that uh, uh, on that island. Alan Dershowitz represented him and was on on that island. I mean, uh, freaking Prince Andrew, you know, British royalty. He's affiliated with that guy, and he's a piece of shit too, man. Because he did a sixty minutes interview and they questioned him about a picture that they found of him with one of Epstein's, you know, underage girls. And Ghislaine Maxwell, the woman, was in the background, and he just he had no response. Like he was like. Oh, I, I don't know how to explain that. You know, I don't know if he was implying that it was a fake or what, but he had no response for it. And my point is Epstein was very well connected. So when we talk about the murder, or excuse me, his death, the, the alleged suicide, like, how does that go down? Like, I saw an episode with, you know, your boy Joe Rogan, and I don't know if it was Joey Diaz or someone else that was on it, and they were talking about it. Epstein's cellmate was this, like, ex-cop gone bad this like old school italian who was like massively jacked huge dude and like that's who they put in the cell with him and the fact that he had a law enforcement background you know like it begs a question like did he did he off did he kill this dude because 
if he tried to commit suicide once in there and he was not successful if you're in that level of a jail right uh. and in first of all there's high enough security as it is after you try to commit suicide once like there should be cameras on you all the time so the fact that, that there's no as i understand it no real camera footage of the epstein su alleged suicide it's just shady dude you know the, the the question everyone's asking is did he have dirt on world leaders that he was going to try to leverage for himself to try to get out of this bind we will never know maybe because he's dead but it was it was crazy it was a crazy i feel like the documentary could have talked more about the death and how that went down but it was a dark, dark situation. And that's when, when you see something like that, and you start seeing what's going on around the world, and you start getting, you start to get the big picture. I think it's time for some of these people to be held accountable. Yes, I think we need to greed, knowledge, lust, whatever, whatever you greed, whatever, whatever you're going for. These people need to get be held accountable, man. It, it's time that. I mean, but it's so hard when you're up that top, you're that high, and you got all unlimited money, and you got an island, and you've had everything in your life. Do you, do you remember seeing the island in the documentary? Yeah. Look how this dude was living. He had a $70, 70 million dollar, like townhouse in in Manhattan, like that got raided. Like this guy had stupid money, and how he would groom these girls. I bet you he's not even dead, dude. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Some people are saying that, like he's he's probably chilling somewhere on some island that he bought, you know. It, you know, anything's possible, but it was... Uh, that but they, was, they barely briefed on how he got his money. He was a hedge fund manager, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah, yeah. He managed people's money. Right. So, like, I don't know, with securities, with stocks and where bonds... Was, where was, was he born? What was his childhood like? You know, we that all we got all we got was a brief, a picture, and then pictures of him with Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. And, and the Clintons and the very influential people... They say that he was like, you know, I, Joe Rogan made this point on his podcast and he was saying how like, this is I, smooth, man. you know, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Like he was saying how you can be like very, very intelligent in some areas. Like this guy was into like advanced level computers and stuff like that and, and science, but be a horrible human being in other areas. And it was the extremes. And I think Epstein was a textbook example of that. Just a, you know, like, because he was very intelligent and very smart, but incredibly dark as well, you know? But anyhow, like, I don't know if we got off topic, but that documentary was a trip. I enjoyed it. No, no. We're enjoyed not. it is a strong word. I, I thought it was well done and fascinating is what I'll say. As it opened your eyes to see, you know, like, going back, we could talk about Hollywood. and ha Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. Where has he been, you know? And. This, this pedophile ring or these smut films or some, no, was it snuff, snuff films? There, there's some evil out there. Yeah, and I saw it firsthand on Thursday, looking in my camera, and it it, it it all clicked. Everything I've watched and everything I've researched is there is evil out there, and it's sad to say that it is, and it comes in the form as a police officer, and we've seen that in firsthand. It, it, it comes in all forms, man. Yeah, it comes in all forms. And what do we do? You know, we've we been – I mean, let, let's go back a bit. Yesterday was June 6th. That was D-Day, right? Yeah. They stormed the, – the, the, our troops stormed the beaches of Normandy. Omaha to, Beach. To take out 
an evil force, right? Everyone knows that Hitler was evil. They know that he was doing experiments and torturing people and, and doing all kinds of uh, MK Ultra research on, on, on these prisoners. Yeah, he was into the occult and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So saying that, it's my anniversary. Six, uh, June 6th was the last time I took a pharmaceutical drug that prevented me from overdosing off of heroin or having the cravings for heroin. Uh, you know, on this podcast, everyone knows I was addicted to opiates. I was, I was, opiates is basically comes from the poppy plant. It's a heroin. It's heroin, heroin. I had the pharmaceutical types. And for me to get off of it, I had to continue to take pharmaceutical medication, methadone, suboxone, if you ever know anything about people rehabbing off of, off of drugs, heavy drugs. So I was on suboxone for a few years, and it was time for me to get off of it before I started this podcast. I said, look, at I need to be right. I need to be focused. I need to have something I, I, I can stand on of what I've been through so that my opinion can matter a little bit more, right? We all have to have experience. I can't come here on this podcast and tell you shit on my mind if I've never experienced life or if I've never been through turmoil. I've never been through the... The grind. I, I And so I want to talk about this before we leave is, yeah, yesterday was my anniversary. It was a year that I was off this medication, Suboxone, and a lot, most people don't Congrats, get off dude. of it. Yeah. Most people don't get off of it. They stay on it for the rest of their lives. And before all this COVID started, I, I, I was I said on the prior podcast is that I'm so happy that I was able to not be able to have to worry about going to pharmacy and making sure they have it and I mean, because it's it's still a narcotic. It still does something, not as much as heroin and opioids and pills. So going so going back to June sixth, that was yesterday. It was D Day, and I wanted to talk about that because it's 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 something I wanted to get off my chest, and I, I was excited. I didn't tell anybody yesterday, but it's been a year. I don't want to. I don't like to keep track, but. It's been a year, man, and this podcast, man, we're six, seven months in, and I'm excited for the future, what the future holds, and meet new people, and I'm thankful for you to come on the podcast, man. Tell the people how they can get a hold of you. AZS4 on Insta. You're more than welcome to hit me up. Uh, yeah, you have a pretty boring uh, existence, but I enjoy um, coming on your show. Thank no, you for man, having I me again. Um, yeah, no, man, this is good. This is always good vibes here. You've always been stand-up dude to me. And, uh, no, I appreciate the courtesy. Um, last time I was here and we ended it, we were kind of really in the dark about the COVID. And we still are, but we were even more under, you know, darkness as to how this was going to shake out. This time, we obviously see what's popping off in the country with, with everything that's going down. And I'm, I'm hopeful for a better tomorrow. I think fundamentally we're all the same people. We all want to be happy and have be healthy with our families and ourselves. And I'm just hoping for a better a better turnout, a better outcome for everything that's shaken out. Mm -hmm. the, the violence is whack. Um, reform is needed. And um, I just hope we come together as a society because I think we're better than, than what is going on. And yeah. I mean that on both sides of the fence, you know? Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to all my listeners across the world. I got listeners in Russia, Switzerland, Sweden, Mexico, Italy, Russia. Germany. Italy, Germany. Shout out to your homies. That Mi are Michelangelo. And you also got um, Tomas and Ajmal in Cologne, Germany. 
What's up, man? I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate everyone protesting around the world, man. We didn't even get a chance to talk about what, what's going on around the world. Like, a couple minutes, dude, real quick. What's going on around the world real quick? Paris, Berlin, I Barcelona, Rome. They're, they're, they're saying enough England. Like, soccer players, they're, they're straight up recognizing it. Uh, freaking David Beckham and all of his connections in England. You know, you go to Brazilian players. The whole world is recognizing it. And, I mean, the jig is up, dude. We need a better day. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah, they're they're. What are they doing? They're they're cutting content out off off of social media now. They're cutting people out that that they are being outspoken. They're mm-hmm. they're what are they? Uh, well, Facebook employees like they're walking off the job because Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, they are. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, like hi, some execs have been walking off because Zuckerberg's a punk, dude. He's part of. Oh, like, we could have gone problem. for like two hours, but these people are yeah. in the background. It's all good, man. Yeah, hey, we'll get you on. Put a bow on it. You know, I'm you, I'm around. It's you know what, dude? Let's do a round two. Let's do a round two next week. Are you available at any time? I'll let you know. I'll let you know by Monday. How's that? Yeah, dude. Let's all do right. a segment two, man. I'm, I apologize, folks, but we got the band. They're they're recording some stupid album, and I, I want to get back get you back in here, dude. We could have gone for like at least two hours. It's all man. good, brother. So you know what? I'm gonna throw this out here. This is segment one. We will be back. I love you guys. Everyone around the world, I ain't coming back. We're going to do this again, man. I had a good time. Peace. Thank you so much. Peace.